Welcome to the Digital Workplace Deep Dive. I'm your host, Weston Morris. Last month, I attended my very first Support World Live conference hosted by HDI, the Help Desk Institute. Now, my reasons for attending were threefold. First of all, it was a guest speaker sharing some thoughts on how XLAs might be able to improve the hybrid office. I also wanted to hear what other speakers and experts were saying about XLAs. But lastly, and I'm going to say probably most importantly, I wanted to find out what attendees to a conference like this were actually thinking about XLAs, where they were going with them. So this episode is dedicated to that last goal. You'll get to hear some of the conversations that I had with five of the attendees about the conference, their views on the role that XLAs and experience management are playing in each of their industries and from each region of the world that they came to visit from. However, before we hear from the attendees, I first had a chance to speak with someone responsible for much of the behind the scenes work in planning and hosting the HDI Support World Live Conference in Las Vegas. That was Brittany Fox. Now, please, please notice as you listen to the conversation with her, Brittany's thoughts on how this conference has evolved to provide more and more content on XLAs and experience management. I believe behind the scenes event has been a great success. It seems like we've had a great crowd come out. I know a lot of people were excited to have live events come around since the opening up of traveling and having that opportunity. I think it's been a beneficial experience, especially with the increase of the workforce again coming back to full force. So we've we had a great turnout and we've had a lot of opportunities to experience on the back end what our clients and customers need and on the front end of how everybody's taken away from each one of our sessions. So let's dig into that just a little bit because as an attendee here, I've noticed that there has been a big focus on XLAs, on experience, employee experience management. I mean, what was behind the decision to have so much focus on that topic this year? I believe we see the change and transition in the XLA side of things or the experience management and impact because we had a big rough change when it came to the change of our workforce over the course of the pandemic. SLAs are in place to help with process and procedure XLAs, I believe, will bring to the forefront of really what the customer will take away from it, and you're providing a value to your relationship and to your brand. So being able to teach that to a variety of different companies, we're industry agnostic, allows them to have the opportunity to not think about just the behind-the-scenes process and procedure, but really how they're going to continue to show that client that they mean so much to them and to keep them coming back for their business. Say one of the things I heard you say implicitly there, Brittany, is this connection between employee experience and customer experience or client experience now that are down the road. That's awesome. The one other question I have for you is, you know, some listeners, maybe naysayers, may be thinking, ah, this XLA stuff, it's just a, a fad, a trend. I mean, what do you think? What can we expect to see at HDI Support World next year? I believe it's silly to say it's a fad and a trend. A lot of things that we have in place when it comes contractually are in place because we've learned something from our previous past mistakes or our previous experiences when it comes to how we're going to support a customer, how to support a business that we're going to develop a relationship with. We've done a really good job of providing service level agreements when it comes to, again, process procedure, who's responsible for what and when. Now focusing on what the customer experience is going to be is going to continue that relationship and make it deeper and more sticky. I believe that when we look at the customer and put them forward, rather than just selling to someone as a business or someone as an entity within a business, you're providing someone who's going to become an internal cheerleader for you and help spread you within that business itself. So it is twofold and it's it's bi-directional when it comes to that relationship and support. Well, awesome. We look forward to seeing how HDI Support World 2023 
evolves uh, in terms of its content around XLAs and experience. Thank you so much, Brittany Fox, for sharing your thoughts with us. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. So as you heard from Brittany Fox, organizations such as HDI, the Help Desk Institute, are providing a lot of guidance and, and training around XLAs and experience management. They almost see a pent-up demand for it amongst various enterprises. Well, let's now listen to some conversations that I had with some of the attendees. I had a chance to speak with uh, folks from Canada, the United States, Brazil, the United Kingdom, uh, each representing different industries, ranging from financial to healthcare to consulting to publishing. How do they feel about XLAs and experience management? At first, I was able to chat with Ashley LaFort, who came to the conference from Prince Edward Island in Canada, where she works for the investment firm Invesco. Now, I was really curious about her interest coming from the financial background about XLAs and experience management, and if she had any aha moments that she had perhaps collected while attending the conference. Notice how she responded. Um, so I'd like to start by taking a bit of a step back and, and who we're supporting, what we're doing. So on the service desk, we are supporting internal employees. So that is your, your traders, your sales folks, people that are interacting with our shareholders and our financial advisors. So really ensuring that um, the support that we give them is going to impact company revenue. It's going to impact their ability to do their, their job. So I think when it comes to at my department, we are the customer experience department. And we're trying to figure out where that starts and ends because it's all of technology that needs to be on board, not just the, the service desk and your desk side support teams. So I think XLAs are really elevating all of technology to get on board of that mission and have that sense of purpose. But my second question for you uh, is this, you know, you were coming to the end of the conference here. We've both been through a lot of XLA training, XLA collab courses, and I'm just wondering, you know, if you've got an aha moment, something you're going to take back with you when you return to work. Absolutely. So an aha moment for XLAs for me was really the watermelon effect and the, the kiwi. So that may sound odd if you haven't taken any of these <laughs> courses um, before or dove into XLAs, but watermelon is something I feel like a lot of us are seeing is our SLAs are all green, but we're still hearing those rumors that that experience isn't good. It didn't feel good. So I think that's what a lot of companies are seeing right now, and we really need to make sure that we're reporting what we're hearing. And at the end of the day, a kiwi where it's green on the outside and on the inside, that that those metrics are measuring what we're looking to do here as a customer experience team. Well, it sounds like you've got some great programs at Invesco and look forward to hearing more about your XLA experience in the future. Ashley, thanks so much. Awesome, thank you. Well, my next guests for this episode both came from quite a bit further south than Ashley. I'm speaking here with uh, two gentlemen from HDI Brazil, Thiago de Marco yeah. e também uh, Felipe Coelho. Perfect. <laughs> Muito prazer. So I'm happy to uh, have you here. I have a few questions, uh, I think, very specifically about what's going on with experience management in Brazil. I know sometimes when I talk with the analysts, they have a view that, you know, Latin America is maybe a little bit slower on this journey towards experience management. But when I tell you, when I hear you in the classes here uh, at HDI, I am hearing a passion and an energy that you are representing for Brazil that tells me there's something going on in Brazil about experience management. So maybe you can uh, tell me what's going on in Latin America. First of all, thank you for the, the invitation. Like we're really 
honored to be here in your podcast. And about the experience, what you can see, like the people are really looking for that as a competitive differentiator to actually make the business more stable in the long term. So everybody's actually, especially the more mature companies, they are really talking about that. What we lack still in the market is some methodology. Some we we don't have the right tools still. The thing feels like the Brazilians have like the intention, the conscience, the importance of that. But like we don't have actually a methodology and a structure to actually put put that on road. You know that's the thing that that's we don't have still. But like I think the mindset is really changing fastly, and the companies are actually moving toward the the, the experience in the center of their strategy for the business, you know? Well, that's very exciting. And I see that, actually, what you're describing is not unique to Brazil. There's this desire uh, everywhere to better understand experience management. And is there a methodology or is this just, you know, is this another marketing trend, you know, something like that? Some new uh, title that people are inventing or something, but it's not. It's like real. But one thing that I want to compliment of success is that in Brazil, I think we have the DNA of the experience because people are really warm to talk to each other. They like to, to be a service provider. Okay, we don't have all the, the tools that uh, if you compare to other like more robust uh, economies, let's say. But in Brazil, we have the, the wish. People wish to do a better service. There's the DNA of the Brazilian people that like to talk, to be like warm with each other. So I think this is the reason that experience could be really... Goes, goes really fast down there once we have like a science methodology, some guidance. So I think they can follow and be fast on it and get mature on it, I think. You touched a little bit about what is unique about Brazil, you know, the culture, the warmth of the people. Uh, how does that translate to the businesses? And, you know, what is really unique about business in, in Brazil as opposed to the rest of the world that lends itself towards, you know, experience management? I think... We have a barrier that's like the economy of Brazil. It seems like different from Europe or United States. The company, I, I can think they can look for a long-term strategy because like the economy is more stable. They can actually can look for the profit timeline or time frame in a more stable view. Uh, in Brazil, the economy like uh, actually goes up and down the time, like depends on the president. The governments really have a strong role on the economy performance. So I think one of the problems we have for actually making the companies or expecting the companies will invest on, on experience. When we look for experience on tools or uh, even changing process or uh, training people, I think it is some, the, financial, the financial issue. You know, the, the margins are, are lower, the economy is not that strong, we don't have like the scale the market of European and Americans have. So I think that's a problem, that's a unique problem we have there, that the companies who are looking for actually explore the experience consultancy or tools or something like that, has to look to Brazil and say, okay, they are a third world country economy, they don't actually have the money or might don't have the money even having the, the conscience and the wish, the desire to invest on that. That's a problem. The second one is, I think, the school. So we have a really, really deficit problem of training ability to math, on analyzing data, analyzing numbers. And since experience a lot about talking to people, getting data, putting together, getting like uh, data from different origins and making it like mining that 
that you can actually digest that and take some actions uh, based on numbers. I think we have a problem of people having the ability to actually analyze graphics and numbers and data and kind of things, you know, like the logical thing of the thing, they didn't learn that in school. We have like a few professionals in the market that actually can do that good. Different from European America that has like good schools, can like ha has more workforce focused on that. In Brazil, we have we have these both problems. I think like economically and the, the the school background, the school basic training on math and logic, all these kind of things, you know. Yeah, and, and the outcome of all this, the uh, we're talking about experience here, and the outcome is bad, right? We, we in the end we have like this lack of ability, the skills to make like the other level to get there, like. For example, in other countries, we see happening because have a plan of education, the basis. So I think we we suffer with that for sure. And maybe I could dig down a little bit deeper. Um, in terms of the industries, are you seeing one industry versus another being more ready to adopt experience management, more hungry for it? What do you see? Uh, for sure, especially when you look for the digital services like food delivery, e-commerce in general, they actually I think manage that the numbers and how the experience. Their so especially this, their software, their apps, uh, delivery for the people. You know, like I think they are more like advanced than the, the, the rest of the industry. So I would say fintechs, banks, the financial services, especially the small banks, they are more digital than the big ones, still looking for branches and people going there, taking money ATMs or something. And we have like now in Brazil, like a, a wave of small banks, just the, the banks as an app, you know, like it's not a yeah. real bank. So like they are really looking for experience. They are attracting people, especially. And we ha I have a, like a, an experience at home that I, my, my brother went out from a big industry, the big, the biggest industry in the world in, in some production, some product. I won't, I can say, but we went to a small bank because like the experience of working there and delivering a better, a better experience for the customers make him more uh, happy. It was a pleasure to work there, you know. So I can I can say like uh, digital services in general, especially commerce and food delivery apps and stuff, and the the small banks. I think they are the ones that are advancing on this experience, investment, and thinking mindset thing. Yeah, what's well, interesting is that they are all most part software companies, right? And even the banks are almost software companies nowadays. <laughs> and in the background, they have other software companies providing services for them, which are. Uh, worried about the experience as well. Yes. So it's a whole chain of software worrying about it. So they look to experience so bad. We have in HDI Brazil a group called uh, SOAB, a Software Advisory Board. It's an advisory board that we just talk about support, uh, software support, software services. And these guys are so advanced in this subject of yes. experience. So we can see that in, in practice happening. Yeah, I can relate to that. I think here in the United States, uh, you know, globally, really, the pandemic, really, any industry that has frontline workers that are closely connected with the customers, that's one thing I hear you saying is the industries that already are thinking about customer experience are the ones that are ready to start thinking about employee experience. And I, I, I fully agree with that. So here at the HDI conference, you've gone through the train the session on uh, XLA experience management, you know, how to develop XLAs and things like that. I'm just curious what you're going to take back to Brazil and what exciting things you are anticipating happening with your customers as you help them build out experience management in Brazil. Uh, I think like uh, we have a framework now, you know, like the exciting thing is we have a better knowledge. We know what as XLA is now. 
we know how actually to relate the outcomes of the business with actually the, the operational indicators. And I think that we are now connecting the outcomes for the business, the experience, employee experience, with actually our IT service. You know, like for, we have like a good part of our, our rev revenue comes from IT companies that are not software, they are like outsourcers, uh, like Unisys. And, and we're everybody looking for how we connect these outcomes of the business of our customers with our operation, daily operation. So now we have a framework, we have a methodology, and we can take to Brazil some concrete, you know, the people. And like, we are really excited about that, and probably our customers will look for many, they, they'll knock in our door the next week for actually look for that. Yeah, so good. and it is nice because we've been working on this subject for two years in Brazil, about uh, in our podcast, in our blog, talking about it in uh, advisory board meetings all the time. But without something structured like this, it, the conversation ends in some point. Like we have some actions happening in the companies, but when we start to say, okay, but how to do that and how to do this? And in certain point they say, okay, I don't have answer anymore. I do that. I, I focus on the people. I, I map my journey. I see my touch points and that's it. And, and now we can like connect that with the business outcomes, as you said, which is awesome. So now we have, in my point of view of communication and sales and everything, we can move forward with the product. So, so good. Excellate. Right? Yeah. Uh, Felipe, Thiago, muito obrigado pela sua ajuda e espero que você vai uh, ter bem sucesso no futuro. <laughs> Estou muito obrigado pela oportunidade. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, we appreciate. Thank you for the as a, as a honor have, have, for participating on, in your podcast. Thank you. Thanks a lot. My next conversation was with Orian Mendez from TSO which just announced that it has signed up to be the official publisher of all the XLA training materials that XLA Colab has produced. Now she says it's clear to them that XLA experience management is not just a trend that's gonna fade away anytime soon. Well, TSO is a dynamic publisher because we're pra producing practical guidance uh, for the evolving workplace. We are addressing the need that we are spotting in the market because we're well known for covering all sorts of guidance and uh, training assets and knowledge repositories uh, you know, from various sectors of best practice. But what we're noticing now is that there is a movement towards experience and we're seeing that from people's expectations have changed and tool vendors and companies themselves are responding to that change. We can see the way that tool vendors are adjusting the way that their tools work is a really compensating for this increased demand for experience. Companies also are having to adjust the way that they're working because their employees and their customers are demanding more. Experience is definitely driving change. Post-pandemic, a lot of expectations have shifted. And it's important that we as a publisher recognize that and have the tools as in knowledge, tools as in what do I do with this problem that I'm experiencing? How do I get my employees to feel that we're addressing their needs and their expectations? Because experience isn't just about uh, an end result, it's a symptom. It's the whole thing, from the beginning right to the end. So as that demand grows, we've got to adjust and make sure that we're providing the mechanism to make it worthwhile. Now, Orient, this is a new trend. I mean, we can go back maybe a couple years, and I think HDI Conference probably had very little two, three years ago on an experience. We just see it grow and grow, and we're seeing it with our customers as well. Any new thing, there's a risk that you know the early adopters 
may not get the promised results, you know, the whole hype cycle thing, that there's a promise of a big ROI. What are some reasons that you see that maybe some companies are failing in their efforts to implement XLAs and experience management? Well, there's a few reasons there. Um, the first, I think, is expectation of the business, because what they do is they say, oh, we have to address problem X. Oh, here's the remedy Y. And I think it's job done. <laughs> but that doesn't work, right? Because it's a lot more complex. You've got to understand the very reasons why you're implementing whatever framework you're putting into your business. You've got to also work with guidance that is tried and tested. So that that's one of the things TSO is known for, is that best practice. So we want to make sure that there is something coming out that is repeatable and distributable. So it's something that people can really rely on and cling to say this is best practices is something we can apply but because experience is quite new we are also very conscious that people need to be on the same page it's difficult to be on the same page if you're not educated to be on the same page so we've invested our time and resources to help XLA Collab construct this content into something that is deliverable as a training course um, there is a need for training if you don't tell your staff what it is why you're doing it how it's going to impact them, what are the goals, objectives, and how do you actually make this thing work? You're going to get diverse results. You've really got to be fully focused on making sure that everyone is on the same page. And that's that's one of the reasons why we've invested in the training. So sometimes the driver um, for why experience is put into the business, and I think this is the other reason, is they will focus on it as a cost-saving. we got this new shiny silver bullet that's going to solve all our problems and it's going to save us a bunch of money you know it's we invest so much and we'll save so much it's a it's it's a line on a balance sheet or uh, you know a couple of paragraphs in the in the year-end statement but it's it should be a lot more than that whatever improvements you're making on your business on a operational level even on a strategic level all of that should always come back to how am i growing my business how am i increasing the revenue how am i keeping my employees happy and it seems like a, a trivial word but how are my employees feeling about being at work do they buy into my into the business that we're running is it that they fully invested in the way that they're working because that's what experience really is it's that's the heart of it so if your employees are satisfied and are pulling the same way as the rest of the organization because the experience is a positive one or an improving one, because it doesn't always have to be like an overnight switch you flick. Even if they sense that there's, there's a current pulling them towards a better future for the business and they're part of it, that employee engagement is really quite significant. So keeping employees satisfied, positive, engaged is a big factor then in the ultimate revenue owner, which is your end customer. So if you don't keep your end customer if your end customer picks up that sense of dissent from your staff, it affects your bottom line. And then suddenly, oh, you know that cost saving out on your balance sheet? Well, you've just created a, a circle that is a circle of death. You know, that uh, vicious spiral that just takes you down and down because you just cut costs. People become unhappy. They become dissatisfied, disengaged. They be, you have employees leave. And then it just creates a worse experience for your customers. And then it just continues to drill down and put a hole in your pocket in your bottom line and then you've got a serious problem so that what we're talking about here is building positive content that's leading people upwards so what we want to make sure we're doing we're here to serve the needs of the industry and providing content that is rich and 
enriching for businesses. It's not just you know well written, well presented. It has to be providing ultimate value for um, businesses and ultimately customers because who doesn't want to do things better, right? And Orianne, for our audience, you've actually just revealed, I think, a very important aspect of experience management that we learned here through XLA Colab and at the HDI conference, and that is that experience isn't how happy I was with the last service desk call, service desk ticket. It's really a much bigger picture. It's the overall experience in my work and am I feeling fulfilled. And that's a real challenge to be able to capture that. It's a big change for uh, CIOs to be thinking about. So anyway, I'm so glad you've got this training material and it's going to be, you know, it'll be able to make a real difference if people are using it. Orion, thanks so much for, for joining me on my podcast. Thanks, Winston, for inviting me. It's been lovely to meet you. The last conversation that I'd like to share with you comes from the healthcare industry. And in this conversation, it really became clear to me that experience management is absolutely critical in healthcare. I'm here at the HDI Support World Live Conference in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm speaking with Devin Studstill, who manages the service desk for Wellstar Health System in Atlanta. Welcome to the podcast, Devin. Hi, Weston. Thank you for having me. Excited to be speaking with you. You know, at this conference, we have heard a ton about XLAs and experience management, I think like never before. And you and I had a great conversation yesterday about how important that is for you. So I'm just curious if you'd mind sharing with the audience, why is it you feel that XLAs and experience management are so important in your role in thinking about service desk and especially in a healthcare system? Absolutely. So XLAs and experience management is critical to what we do because of the nature of the business that we support. Doctors and nurses are, are individuals, especially over the past two years, have really gone through a lot of, of stress, ups and downs. And the experience that they get calling into my center is very important to me. And, and making sure they leave that call knowing that we did everything that we could to support them and get them back to their regular jobs is great. I love that, Devin. In fact, I remember something you said uh, yesterday. You're thinking about you know wait time for a doctor. You know if that goes from five minutes down to thirty seconds. That's actually someone's life, possibly, that's in the balance. I mean, that's just so awesome. So the second question I have for you, Devin, is, you know, we're nearing the end of the conference here. We've absorbed a ton of stuff. Is there one or two takeaways that you're thinking of? You're thinking, wow, that is something that I can see us really making a difference in your healthcare system. Yeah, great question. I, I would say the, the light really shined yesterday during um, one of the speakers, Jim Lee's, her, her presentation, it was more focused on the, the employees themselves uh, and creating an environment that is positive for them, which then creates an environment that's positive for our internal customers, which then creates another positive environment for the customers that we serve. You know, one of the, the slides she had, it, it said, happy employees equals a happy company, which then equals a happy customer, which is, which is key. And by happy customer, that is saving the life of an individual. And that, that's important to me. Uh, that's awesome. I love how you are connecting uh, your experience that you're giving through you know, to your employees in the service desk, realizing that that connects all the way to the doctors and then all the way to the patients. Uh, so we're nearing the end of the conference here, Devin, and I'm, I'm uh, curious as to, you know, do you have a, an aha moment relating to XLAs and experience management, especially, you know, in the context of the great work your company does in, in saving lives? Yeah, great question, Weston. The, the biggest takeaway from the conference is, is really going back and focusing more on our people. At the service desk level, this is where the rubber meets the road for IT. And the experience that, that my team as leaders give to our employees 
directly impacts the service that we provide to our, to our customers internally and externally. So the focus is going to be re-engaging, making sure that we are communicating and, and encouraging, and as I mentioned yesterday, we're cheerleaders, cheering for our team to do a great job each and every call. One of the Wellstar models is providing world-class healthcare every time. And every call that we take to support the individuals that are supporting that effort is, is extremely important. Well, Devin, that's beautiful. I, I really appreciate you giving me a few minutes here to share your thoughts about the conference. Excellent. Thank you for having me. Well, I went to the conference anticipating a growing interest in employee experience management. But I tell you, I was blown away by the level of excitement, the desire to learn more, the questions about how to actually implement XLAs in the real world, the questions about how to get value from them. I mean, I am seeing amongst every industry clearly that there is a belief that improving employee experience will improve a company's ability to attract a talent, to retain talent, it is a key to improved engagement by a happy workforce. And then all of this leading to an improved customer experience. And as a result, an improvement of the company's bottom line. I'd really like to thank all of my guests in this special episode for taking the time to share their vision with me. Ashley Laforte of Invesco in Prince Edward Island, Canada. Tiago Gimarco and Felipe Coelho of HDI Brazil. Orian Mendez of TSO Publishing in the UK. Devin Studstill of Wellstar Health System in Atlanta, and of course, Brittany Fox working behind the scenes to make the HDI Support World Conference possible. If you're interested in attending next year's Support World Live, you can go to hdiconference.com. This is the Digital Workplace Deep Dive. I'm your host, Weston Morris. Thanks for listening.